Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Uh, it's another week. Yes. It's another early morning. Yes. That's not good. No. Why can't we seem to get this done at a normal hour? Because we're rubbish. We had, oh God, we had two <laughs> days, two days this week to do it. Yeah, but we did start. Yeah, but. Well, I say that on Thursday we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so there is no excuse for no. this. Anyway, so this week we are going to do the topic that we keep saying we're going to research. Yeah. And by we're going to research, you've researched it. Yeah. I have done nothing. No. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> because you know the important half of this, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it will be, uh, I think it will be fine. Like, because it's only going to be our opinion anyway, because to be honest, there's not enough information out there. Well, you're the information on this one. You know, being, uh, well, anyway, the topic <laughs> is uh, is gender uh, and talking about the gender differences in Asperger's. Um, I know very little about this in general, uh, but that's because I don't really, I don't really hang out with other people that are, uh, on the spectrum, you're probably the first person that I've made friends with, hung out with, talked to about this kind of thing. Uh, so before then, I, it's not that I met people with Asperger's and then just like stayed away from them because I was like, oh no. <laughs> uh, it's more because I I just don't hang out with anyone really. Yeah. Except in situations that I have to. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you'd be the first. Um, and gender is an interesting one um, because it does have a a big effect, I think, on how Asperger's affects you based on gender, um, which is odd. I I know that I know you said, and uh, I know that with diagnosis of Asperger's, there's more like males diagnosed than females, and you said that. Um, it was originally thought that only males could get it. Yeah, the person that discovered Asperger's originally thought that it was just a a male thing. It yeah. didn't affect females. Yeah, and I th- that's probably because the, the things you're looking for are different depending on gender. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, my social worker even said that it's rarer to find females yeah i don't know if it is but i've heard that it's harder for girls to get diagnosed uh apparently if you're male it's much easier to be diagnosed than if you're female yeah um but i don't know is that just is it just solely down to gender well there's not um like i say there's not really that much um there's not many studies into it and it's quite difficult to tell because There are definitely a lot more men that are diagnosed than women. Um, But it's it's hard to pinpoint why. Like, it's hard to pinpoint whether that's because there are less or because the symptoms are different or because the symptoms, yeah, symptoms, traits, whatever, or because the traits are different or because the traits um, are there but, women are better at covering them up and blending in than men and like that's not in all cases that's just what I've read as sort of like theories why and what tends to be more common in women is that they try a lot harder to fit in Hmm. well and that's like a blanket because I mean I do that that's yeah I know I I know you do um like I say it's not for everyone um but obviously when you think about like because you do know people on the spectrum it's not like you I don't know you don't like hang out but you know people on the spectrum there are I think the people that you know um or have met the men tend to not be like you in that sense yeah the majority of people that i've met with Asperger's are male um, yeah for a start and yeah they are obvious so the thing that i've noticed when i talk to people that have got Asperger's um it's obvious they've got it but they have no idea i do as well uh unless i tell them 
with me that's that's genuinely how it works is unless I tell someone they don't know yeah um, I could go without anybody I mean I can talk to anybody without them realizing yeah uh, doesn't matter if they're on the spectrum also they don't notice there's loads of people I talk to with autism Asperger's that kind of thing that wouldn't realize I've got it as well um which yeah I suppose if that's a female trait um that's interesting but then it was still obvious to therapists when I spoke to them originally they noticed it straight away with me yeah uh, but and your your therapist that you saw yeah recognized it with you and I found it I found it with you yours is really obvious um so even though that's like a a gender thing it is odd that you haven't been diagnosed um because I would say that your your Asperger's is is really like where you can just tell with you like straight away it didn't take me long to work it out and sometimes with some people I'm unsure there's some people we both know that I thought they could be they might be I'm not sure um and I know one other girl that's trying to get diagnosed has been to get diagnosed once already yeah uh has been told that she's got a lot of autistic traits but she doesn't she doesn't have enough to be classed as autistic they kind of thought she was on the borderline uh and then she's seen someone else and now they're saying she's got it again so she's put herself back into getting diagnosed even i'm not convinced she does i think she just has loads of other things and they're you know just like a weird combination that look like Asperger's yeah but with you I'd say it was it was more obvious but like I say I think you are the only other girl I've spoken to that has Asperger's I've seen autistic girls but like they don't have Asperger's they've got like the the obvious forms of autism you know where they've got like a carer and yeah. that kind of thing um but what else is it? Like, just that you girls are hard to spot because they try and hide it. Well, I mean, I think it's like trying to hide it, but also, um, is it like it falls into the really stereotypical gender categories. So, like I say, it doesn't work for everyone because, like, especially now, things are changing in terms of like how segregated gender is. But when you think about, um, what boys are like when they're growing up, so it, it's just different interactions. So like when you tend to see boys with other boys, they're playing um, and doing like sporty things. Whereas girls with girls talk and like, it's just all talking. So I think that's one of the reasons from what I've read, that's one of the reasons because you're from a early age, girls are sort of just forced into conversations. Um, like I say, it's like, this is just what I've read. I don't, don't know, it's it's a weird one, but I don't know if that's like, it's really stereotypical, but. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, uh, yeah, growing up, like, I hated the sports, football. Um, I can see that with guys. Guys are quite, that's what you do. Yeah. You know, there's always that, like, cliche that guys don't, like, talk about their feelings. Or, yeah. You know, there's all these things lately about male suicide rates and that kind of thing because guys don't chat to each other um, because we do just play sports and that kind of thing. But that would make it, for me, that makes it sound like it would be... Oh, wait, no, that is the point. I was going to say that would make it sound like it's more obvious than in guys when they're younger um, because I never did that. I like I tried to do the sports thing, but I hated it. Um, like, I just I don't like team sports. I don't like playing anything with anyone yeah um i'm not even a big fan of playing like computer games with other people unless it's like cooperative but like competition and that kind of thing uh i hate i hate going against anybody for anything i'm not competitive like in any shape or form um but i feel like with the whole like alpha male thing guys are like that um and yeah like i interacting with like other guys I hate interacting with other guys I hate talking to other boys um in general like I don't like the conversations that they have because I don't know I've always found it easier to interact with girls than boys anyway yeah uh regardless of NT or AS or whatever like it doesn't matter um 
and yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really do the whole guy thing. Um, I know it's a little less, more so now. Like, there's loads of people out there that aren't like macho or whatever. But even then, hanging out with guys, I just find it a bit weird, and I won't do it. Um, you know, I just, I can't. But I guess. I don't know, with girls, I mean, what? Did you, like, have to hang out with girls? Do you find it easy to hang out with girls? Like, do you... How do you feel about interacting with your own gender? Uh, I, prob- I think I find it more difficult. Um, Just because of the talking aspect. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm not very talkative um, at all. Like, I would... Especially with... Just, yeah, just in general, like, I can talk to you, um, but, like, usually I'm really quiet. I don't really like talking to people. So when you hang out with girls, it's a lot of talking, so I find that more difficult. And also, I find it difficult to listen to things that I think are boring or stupid. So, like, not in an offensive way, but, like... When I was younger or like I used to, when I first came to uni, one of my friends from back home had just gone through a breakup. So was calling me like every day to talk about it. And I was just replying with, just get over it. Like, I don't know why you're being so dramatic. Um, Which, it's things like that. Like I find it really difficult to entertain concepts that I don't, understand so like a lot of the emotional conversations I struggle with so I always found it easier with boys because there wasn't that yeah, I don't know like um that for me says that it should be more obvious to spot it in girls then because girls if you, they do have like emotional chats and want to talk about like their emotions and how they're feeling and that kind of thing which is a uh, standard yeah. Stereotype for how girls talk to each other. Um, people with Asperger's aren't good with that kind of thing. I'm no. not, you're not. Like, talking but, to somebody about their emotional, like, problems and that kind of thing, I'd have thought that makes it more obvious well, I think, which girls are autistic because they have to have those conversations, whereas guys don't have those conversations in general. Yeah. So, like, I didn't ever have to worry about some guy coming to me talking about their feelings because it never happened. Like, I can't think of any time it's ever happened. Even when guys break up with girlfriends, like, they they talk about, like, they don't even bring that up. They just go for the distraction methods of let's let's just do something else. So I'd have thought that that is definitely something that makes you stand out more as a girl because you're not, like, emotionally available for your girl mates, which yeah. doesn't sound like you were. So I would say that's definitely... That makes it... So girl, for me, you sound like girls are more obvious to spot with stuff like that than a guy. I think it's a bit of both because I think it's also... Yeah, like, in a way, yeah, but also it meant, like, growing up with it that I can... If, like if I try I can so it sort of teaches you how to respond but I tend to respond like if I'm trying I tend to respond with things that I've just heard other people say before so it's never really like coming from me if someone needs like advice or oh, right. stuff like that it's just I'll think about something that I've heard before and then sort of repeat it because that sounds like the right thing to say but it's a bit of both because I think when I was growing up so I'd always do that and I'd just copy other people make it sound right and I think when I got a little bit older I mean it became more obvious a bit like older because I when you get to the sort of like 14 15 I think was when my friends were a lot more like my female friends were a lot more interested in like boys and were getting upset over boys and things like that and I never had that so I remember a lot of the time thinking that I was different because I didn't, I didn't really care. Uh, That wasn't something that I like thought of or cared much about. And like I had a boyfriend and then we broke up, but I I didn't think anything of, like I wasn't bothered by it. And I think that was, um, that was when people started to think that I was a bit colder just because of the way I was with things like that like I didn't really have any feelings but 
and then I guess that continued yeah I guess that just continued like my friends just would bring up a lot that I never like fancied any boys or liked boys in that way yeah um like I know my sister for a bit thought I was a lesbian but that was just based on the fact that I didn't really have like boyfriends or anything yeah which was kind of an unfair judgment like I suppose. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, as a girl, when you're young, like, there's always people trying to force relationships on you. Yeah. Like, you should have a boyfriend. Whereas I think as a guy, um, it's not forced. If you yeah. haven't got a girlfriend, they just assume that you're one of those people that doesn't have a girlfriend. So yeah. You get guys going, oh, yeah, it's not worth it anyway. Or they just assume you're a bit of a loner and don't say anything about it. They just go, he's not the girlfriend type. Um, and then that's that. Whereas, yeah, I guess, like, as a girl, you're made to... But even then, that that to me still sounds like a, a trait that would make it more obvious that girls have it. Because, obviously, the norm for boys is is a lot more... You're more free to do your own thing. Yeah. So, like, you don't need to be in a relationship when you're young and a guy. Uh, whereas... Yeah, like you said, girls start talking about boys. Uh, guys do talk about girls, but not in a... From what I can remember, like, not in a, you need to get a girlfriend. It was more of in like, you know, she's good looking, like, yeah, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, even then, that, to me, still sounds like that's something that makes girls stand out more than it would make a boy stand out Well, more. I think, like, it did maybe in my case, but that was because that was one thing that I never tried to blend in with, really. Um, it's a, but I think with a lot of female girls, like, I think with a lot of females on the spectrum, that's something that they can blend in with more. It's just something I really struggled with, like, personally. Right. Um, again, like, I get, I understand why, but I just think through growing up and learning it, you can repeat the behaviour, um, and I think that's what a lot of people do. Like, I think it's just a case of when you're younger, people aren't, like, taking note of... Well, I mean, maybe adults are, but, like, around your friends, like, other children aren't going to think you're different because children are a lot more accepting. So I think you get this time with your friends to kind of learn. So as a female Aspie, if you're getting all of this sort of social... You're you're being surrounded in like the social norms and you're just taking it all in. Right. I think then you try and blend in a lot more. And I think one of the big things from what I've read is that girls will just tend to put more effort into blending in. So they want to appear normal. And that's a big thing that boys are less likely to do. Obviously you do it and it's not like all, all boys don't and all girls do but it just seems to be that girls generally, and again, like there's not been that much research into this, so I couldn't tell you exactly, but apparently girls try and blend in a lot more. They just want to fit in. Did you? Uh, Yeah. Why? Uh, I didn't want to... Well, I say I did. I don't know, like in my head I did, but... It, I probably didn't but I did I more did like cover up things so like I said when I was younger I was very gothic and like I dyed my hair black I only wore black clothes because um, there was other sort of goths around so I sort of went into that group but mainly because that meant that I could then be quite quiet and it didn't seem weird Mm. It just seemed to fit in. So I did things like that. Um, but then when I was a little bit older, I then completely changed. And I went blonde, like fake nails, fake hair, fake tan, loads of makeup. And I tried to fit in by being really girly. Yeah. Which is weird because that's the opposite of what I like doing. But that was just completely mimicking my sister. And that was my way of fitting in. Like I would do... But I, I wore all of my sister's clothes, so I didn't really have many of my own clothes when I got to this sort of stage. I just wore my sister's clothes. Like, there was a constant sort of joke in the house was that I didn't have any of my own clothes. 
So I would just copy outfits that she wore because I knew that that was sort of fashionable. I had the same colour hair as her, so like proper blonde. Um, I wore hair extensions to make my hair longer. Had like false eyelashes put on. I got my nails done every two weeks. Fake tan, sunbeds. I did like I did everything. And I think that was that was my next way of fitting in like the sort of emo sort of phase passed and then I went into this weird yeah like my whole group of friends changed I got into sort of the the popular group if you want like the really girly girls and I don't know like there was always this part of me that didn't completely fit in with them but also I was in the group and they all seemed to like me to an extent so I just went with it like it's weird to think about now because I know that they all would hang out a lot and I sort of just had two or three people in that group that I was close with and would see outside of school a little bit but then I went to all of the sort of parties that they threw I was always invited to the big things it's just odd now I think about it because I wasn't really integrated but I was there and I was like free to sit on the same sofas as them at lunchtime, you know, like. So do you think the blending in, do you think you did it like knowingly or do you think it just happened? Because to me, it's knowingly like I do it and I know I'm doing it and I knew why I did it and I know when I started doing it. Um, Or do you think because that could be the difference? Do you think with you like you didn't realise that's what you were doing? Um, Like, did you... Like with the goth thing, did you just pick it because you thought they're a group of people that don't talk to each other that much? You can stay away from other people. People tend to give them like not a wide berth, but you know, like yeah. when, when you like look like that, you tend to stay with the other people that look like that. Yeah. Did you like go? That looks like the kind of thing that will be easier for me to like socialize at school, or did it happen? And you didn't realize that's why you'd picked it. I think. I think that was a. I gravitated towards them deliberately for that reason. Right. Um, And then within the sort of the gothy group, I had a boyfriend. I was with him for like about a year-ish. And I think we broke up and then I couldn't... because, Because of the breakup and it was like not... We weren't on good terms or anything... I felt like I needed to not be in that group anymore because it's all the same, like, sort of friends and I didn't want to be around that. And I think as soon as I realised that I couldn't be part of that group, I sort of thought, well, what group am I going to be a part of then? And if I remember rightly, we broke up. I thought I need to find myself a new group. I was sort of on good terms with a couple of people in that group, the, like, girly group, and just thought, okay... I'll do this. And then just, you know, booked an appointment at the hairdressers, got the black taken out, got the blonde put in, fake tanned, and I think just sort of hang around with my sister a lot more to learn her behaviours and what she talks about. Um, And that was it. And I, I watched a lot of TV shows that I thought would help me. So a lot of TV shows that would make me more girly. I watched a lot of The Simple Life, which is Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. Um, but oh, I didn't yeah, I didn't I, I didn't really watch the concept of the show. I more just watched like what they were wearing, how they were behaving. Um I don't know if that that I don't think was a conscious thing. That was something that subconsciously I did like and now when I look back I can tell that it was a subconscious I'm just trying to copy their behaviours, copy their outfits sort of thing. Yeah. Um, But I did that. I watched other sort of girly shows. I can't really think what, but I know there were other shows that I would watch. And I'd watch shows just so, because people would talk about them and I'd, I'd need to be like in the loop of what people were talking about. Same with listening to music. I'd listen to the music that they listened to, even though it wasn't my kind of music at all. But I could then... I guess like then I would have conversations as well because I'm not very good at having conversations, especially not just like I can't just talk about something like so it would almost be like revision for me to fit in with them. So I'd I'd 
listen to different music and then be like, cool, so now this is something I can talk about instead of having to have a sort of unrehearsed conversation. Uh, yeah, that's that's different to me. Uh, with me, I said, uh, like, I didn't learn what was popular and then fit in. I made up a personality that would fit in and would appear normal. So I picked the likes and dislikes of like that personality, um, even if some of the things that I chose to have as dislikes were things that other people liked. Um, it wasn't about having friends or being liked by everyone. It was just a case of I tried to study what an NT personality looked like and then made a version of it to do stuff. Um, but it wasn't... It was just so I didn't stand out. But... I always found hanging out with girls easier than hanging out with boys. Um, but I guess it's easier if you're a boy hanging out with girls because if I did seem like emotionally uncaring or matter of fact about situations that required a bit more like delicacy, I uh, it didn't matter because they just go, well, he's a boy and he so like that's just how they are. That's how they talk. But yeah, like you said, when people break up with people and they ask my advice. My advice would always be things like, just get over it. Like, who cares? Yeah. It's that kind of thing. But I guess, like, that helps with, like, the personality I was picked and putting across anyway, the personality. Like, I learned what the things that NT people see as odd, so or would see as odd, and, like, my matter-of-factness and, like, ability to not care about other people's situations... I just made that part of my personality that I was someone that was, like, you know, tough or... Well, not tough, but, like, you know short with people or you know dry in that sense so that seemed to fit in but it sounds like for you gender wise like you had to cater for everybody or I guess the people you were around even if you didn't like something you made out that you liked it just so you would appear more normal I suppose but like why do it like I did it just because initially it wasn't to make friends, it was because I was always in trouble with like authority figures in general uh, for the way I behaved. And obviously back then Asperger's wasn't really a thing. But in your case, it seems more like you did it for people you hung out with, which for me, it didn't matter who I hung out with because I wasn't planning on hanging out with anyone. But it sounds like you did it to to make more children, people your own age like you, whereas mine was just to appease like the higher ups because I was sick of getting in trouble with them. So I thought if I make myself more normal, uh, it might make that easier. Um, I think, I don't know, I guess I think like I didn't want to be teased. Yeah. Um, I don't like drawing attention to myself anyway, really. Like I don't like people staring at me or I don't like being the centre of attention in a room that's like not something I enjoy at all so I guess like part of it was just so that people wouldn't look at me differently um I think it was just to make life easier um yeah look I think a lot of it was just that sort of what I thought you had to do I didn't want my parents to think anything weird of it or my sisters or anything like that because I remember I was like I was this blonde like with hair extensions like I was this girly girl um and then as soon as I got to uni and I mean as soon as I got to uni and I was away from all of that I stopped like I got to uni chucked my hair extensions in the bin didn't want to go on nights out which is like the typical uni thing I'd gone on quite a few nights out with my sister and some of my friends like in Thanet like I was going on nights out like almost every week but just because that was like the the standard and the norm and what people wanted to do but as soon as I got to uni I was like good I don't have to do this anymore I know that was like a typical uni thing and that would make me fit in but because I didn't know anyone there no one would know if I was going out or not no one would care so I just didn't I like it was a massive relief to not have to do that um didn't have to wear makeup I dyed my hair like back to my natural colour 
Um, but then what's interesting is when I went back, so after my first year at uni, I went back and stayed um, uh, for, uh, with my family for like, I think you get like two and a bit months off at summer when you're at uni. So for like, or for like two and a half months, I went back and I dyed my hair blonde again, got false nails again, like was fake tanning again and just went back into that weird like girly going on nights out I went back into that and then it, it the same thing happened though as soon as I got back to uni back to being me and what I'm a lot more comfortable with I think coming to uni and getting away from all that was really where I started to realize what my personality was um like I'm not sure that I actually knew before because I'd never experienced just doing what I wanted yeah this is that the only thing? Is it the only trait that's different between girls and boys? Well, I, so another thing that um, is considered to be a female thing is um, your special interests are meant to be, well, not always, but like a lot of special interests with females apparently um, can be things that are considered more normal. So if you are a female um, Aspie and you've got um, special interests they not always and you've definitely got some that are like um just your own thing but a lot of them apparently are to do with like hair and makeup and fashion and things that like just being a female and being really into makeup isn't considered different it's not like a weird thing a lot of people would just see that as uh, normal normal. Yeah. yeah um so i think that's that's one that I've read a lot about is just that female Aspies tend to have special interests in things that are typically girly or just a bit more normal. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. I don't think, I don't know, because the things I've had special interests in the past, I wouldn't say are particularly masculine either. Uh, they're just general stuff, you know, like we've talked about special interests before. Um, and yeah, like my ones aren't, it's like to do with like films and like certain subjects and like some people I know that have got saying that though like I do know another guy that's got autism and his special interests are like he likes like Pokemon but and Sonic but to like a point where everything has to be that way and he knows everything about it and learns everything about it so like when you learn about makeup or makeup was a special interest, did you just learn about different types of makeup and what they do? Or did you go into like the more autistic level of knowing about something where you start learning about what's in them and like how they're made? and like? Oh, I mean, I, I never had a special interest in makeup. Uh, but like what was a girly special interest you had then? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I have had any. Like, Oh, this is just what you've read. This then, is just right? what I've okay. read. Like, I can't think of any... Like, I've never been good with fashion, for example. Like, yeah. I still don't... I, I, I know, like, that I like clothes, but I don't really get what ones I put together. And things like that. Like, my special interest, or one of them is definitely, like, nutrition. So I don't know if that... Yeah, but like, when you were younger, obviously, that, that wasn't one. And, no. like, did you not just... So not girls that have Asperger's, you know, like if their special interest is something that's not a particularly girly topic. I don't know, I suppose it's still not considered autistic. I think the main thing from what I've read, the main thing about girls that's different um, is just that they try harder to fit in. Yeah. I think like obviously you are one of those people that also tries really hard to fit in so it's it's difficult to compare it as a difference because you probably have that but I think what that's kind of what makes you in some ways different to other people on the spectrum that are male but it makes you more similar to the female Aspies because you try and fit in like what you do is what they do yeah I can say most male Aspergers that I know don't try and fit in yeah and you can tell that they're on the spectrum if they know they are um like people that are in like their 50s 60s that still haven't been diagnosed they don't know they are most of the time um like my dad is trying to like since listening to these he thinks he might be um um but that's because and he's got traits now that are the opposite 
but I think that's just from years and years of not being diagnosed. He's learnt what are the things that are considered normal and has just learnt to do them. Yeah. Um, but he's overcompensated and gone too far the other way with some of them. Uh, like he's explained to me that he can literally talk to anyone. He can go up to anybody and start a conversation with them for, you know, just can. Yeah. Like, and he'll do it with literal strangers and he'll do it even if they uh, NT and are a bit nervous about talking to people in general, he can still do it better than they can do it. And I don't know if that's just from years of not being diagnosed. He's just learned that you've got to do that. Otherwise, you seem odd. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's more of a when you've not been diagnosed in my sense, same like I did it because nobody knew what it was. No one was ever suggesting Asperger's and nobody was trying to diagnose me or do anything like that. So I learned to just blend in because it would be easier for me. But I mean, like this day and age, like most people get diagnosed now young. Um, so are you saying that from what you've read, I guess, that girls, even if, even now, where it's more obvious, just try and blend in anyway uh, over boys, which just seems weird. What is it about your gender that makes you make the decision to blend in more? Like mine's more circumstance. Mine's more like year I was born to you know the institutions I was put in I did it as a survival thing whereas what girls just decide to blend in even when there's systems out there now to get you diagnosed and to get you help girls just do it anyway uh I think just what's considered more of a female trait and not like a female aspie trait like just for females in general is this uh desire to not appear too different like uh, uh, women tend to because of the friendships and relationships they have they I don't know want to fit in more it's just like I say like I can't really like I can't speak for all female Aspies because I really don't know like I oh, no, I'm not saying just that stuff I've read and like I'm just saying more about you because uh, you know me yeah and you know like my traits and the things that got me diagnosed uh and you know you obviously yeah um i mean admittedly your traits were pointed out by me this is the thing the things that i pointed out about you that i said you're probably you probably got asperger's the traits i pointed out are the obvious ones that other people have regardless of gender so um like there was just you're not able to go out not able to talk to people uh, not being able to differ from routine, uh, needing routines all the time, um, you know, just that all those older ones, all the ones we've ever talked about on like any of these podcasts, the ones you have or the ones that were obvious to me are the same ones that were obvious to like anybody. Yeah. You've got all the ones that I would recognize male or female. You didn't have any that, like, I, I didn't think it was difficult. I didn't think, like, oh, maybe, but this one's a bit more harder to spot. It was more obvious when you explained just, I don't like going out, I don't like doing this. When you explained to me, like, meltdowns and you weren't sure that's what they were, but you said you had them, uh, the stimming, like, all the sensory stuff. It's all stuff that I would say doesn't matter, male or female. It seems obvious. Um, so just the fitting in if that's the only reason why there's less females just because they hide it better yeah but then all your other traits are the same pretty much obviously yeah. not everyone's got all the same ones but you have to have i know you have to have like so many to be considered autistic yeah and you've got loads i always joke that yours is like even more obvious than mine um yeah like i think i well I mean, for one, I feel like I was a lot more open with you than I am with a lot of people because you were you were telling me about like things you did, and then I felt more comfortable saying that I do certain things or feel certain ways about things, um, in a way that I don't I wouldn't have told other people. Like I didn't I didn't really ever admit to not liking hanging out with people or not really wanting to socialize. Until I said it to you and then you were like, yeah, I'm like that. Or, and then I felt, now I feel comfortable saying it at work. Like I'll say, I don't want to hang out. I just don't like doing that. But before, prior to meeting you, I wasn't really comfortable in saying that to people. So 
I think like the a lot of it is just now I've become a bit more comfortable with saying this sort of stuff but I I didn't tell people before um but yeah I think maybe maybe the traits are the same then but just the way society views different genders is what makes it more obvious and more not then yeah I suppose like maybe that's more of the reason behind less people getting diagnosed um another thing that I've read about women and again like I don't think it's um I don't think this one is any different to male people on the spectrum but maybe just um it's use I I basically I've read that female aspies are a lot more likely or one of the traits that's really common in them is they're easily manipulated and I think that's obviously common with anyone on the spectrum well yeah maybe like with people on the spectrum, like gullible or gullible, you know, being gullible, yeah, is um, is a trait. Um, we just tend to believe stuff or go along with stuff, or you know, if someone's doing that thing where they're telling a joke, but they're not, they're telling it in a deadpan way, so it sounds like what they're saying is actual factual like information. Yeah, we tend to go along with it to the point where they've had to then go, it was a joke. Um, but manipulated, I don't know because um, I guess we can be. But, I mean, I'm speaking a lot, I guess, just me on this. Manipulating, I think, is a little bit harder because if the thing they try and get me to do goes against the thing that I need to do or plan to do, um, that's different. I won't go along with it. Um, Like, say they're trying to manipulate me into going out or manipulating me into doing something that I wouldn't normally do. The second it gets to the point where they're trying to suggest the thing that I won't do... I will just back away. Um, so I guess I can manipulate it to some extent. But I'm more just likely to believe people or like the gullible thing. I don't think I can be like coerced into doing things for people. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, I've seen that with you. Um, I've seen you get talked into stuff you don't want to do. And I've then sort of gone, why don't you just tell them no? Uh, yeah. And for you, it does look like you can't do it. Like I say, I... I Maybe that I mean, have you read that it's so you've said that it's it's more more common in women, but then like I suppose if that's a I don't know, I guess it depends how it goes about. That's a weird one. That sounds like if you were manipulated, I guess that's people can just be manipulated. That wouldn't mean like, oh they're easy manipulated. They must be autistic then. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like that's not something that I would look for in someone that's autistic. Um at all if I go if I someone said oh I'm easily manipulated I'd just go oh maybe you've got autism like I wouldn't connect that to that no. at all so yeah I can see how that one's uh, if that's like a more common one in women I can see how that I don't think I've ever I don't know it always has to be with something else but I guess you can lay it to being gullible but yeah I thought that was either way either way like it doesn't matter what gender you are yeah that's always a possibility with Asperger's and I think it's just an extension of being gullible is you can be not tricked well sometimes tricked into doing stuff you didn't want to do or that kind of thing but you find yourself doing it I always find myself in situations that I think why am I doing this I hate this um but I haven't realized it's got there you know yeah because it's a situation I've never been in before. If it's something I don't want to do and I know I don't want to do it, I just say I'm not doing that. Even if they have tried to manipulate me to that point once we get to the bit where I'm about to. You know, like when uh, you get stopped by people in the street that are trying to get you to sign up to things. Yeah. And they're giving you the story and talking for ages. Um, I'm fully aware of what they're going to do so they can't manipulate me into it because I just don't talk to them. So when they stop me, I just tend to go, no, and then, like, carry on walking. <laughs> um, like, even I don't even let them talk. I just really loudly shout no at them so they can't talk over it, um, you know, and I just do that. But I know that if I got stopped by them and actually talked to them, I know what they're trying to do, so I won't go along with it. I'll let them talk sometimes to the point where they talk for ages, and then they get to that bit where they get the clipboard out and get you to sign up. And then I'm just like, no, I'm not doing this. Uh, that's not happening. Sorry, I didn't realize this was going this way. Uh, no way. No way am I signing that. But I know in your case, um, if those guys stop you, I think whatever they want, you give it to them. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, I've, uh, oh god, I've signed up to so many charities, like, the amount, the amount I used to pay, I stopped when I got to uni because I figured they couldn't find me, but, like, I used to pay quite a lot a month towards different charities, just because Canterbury High Street, they're always there and they always get me. But do you mean like that? Yeah, I think things like, I think things like that. I can think of like a lot of times where I think I've been manipulated, although I'm still like not sure if, like manipulated sounds quite a strong word, but there's definitely a lot of times where I've been convinced to do something that I didn't want to do. Yeah, manipulated, it sounds like there's a dark purpose to what they want. Yeah, like I wouldn't say all of it's been really dark, but I definitely say people have sort of like twisted, uh, twisted the way they've said it or done things to sort of like lured me into situations that I would rather have not been in and didn't know that they were going to be that way um do you think that's down to your combination of gender and autism or I'd like it's hard to say if it's gender or if it's just me yeah like with a lot of things it's hard to say if your gender really is the reason behind it or it's just the, your personality like maybe it's nothing to do with gender maybe it is all just personality like it's a it's difficult to say especially with the because like the world is changing as well it's that's another thing that makes it difficult like the lines between gender are becoming like less more blurred do you, like there is a lot more there isn't so many like typical roles now um, mm, as, yeah, as there used to be. Yeah, like um, it's not it's not a case of like growing up, boys wear blue and play with action men, and girls wear pink and play with dolls. Like, there's not that's not as common a thing anymore it's it's still there but there is a lot more acceptance to boys being more feminine girls being more masculine there isn't so much pressure put on you to fit into your roles um Mm, so do you think because the fitting in thing is like the main girl trait that that means girls will get easier well it's easy to diagnose girls that if it goes that way because then if they're not adhering to the the gender role then their autism will become more obvious and they'll be more diagnosed. Yeah, it could be. I definitely think that the... I mean, it, like, the way the world's changing, I definitely think that that could be a thing. Or maybe it will just help both sides of the... both genders on the spectrum to be more what they want to be because they're not trying to be normal and trying to be normal for their gender they're just trying to be like more neurotypical maybe or they'll just be accepting of anything because there's so much more acceptance around everything now like it's not just a gender thing there's more acceptance over just being different to other people in society yeah i mean autism in general is like i said i think it's on the rise but i don't think it's on the rise in the sense of more people are getting it I think it's more down to the fact that it's it's more there's more study into it now, there's more research, there's more people are getting diagnosed. Like you said, there isn't a lot into female versions of it. And if I'm honest, when we started this podcast or when we talked about doing this podcast, I thought there was gonna be a whole list of things like because I'm a boy, yeah, I have like I'm unable to I don't know, empathize because you're a girl, um, you're unable to like and I thought there'd be like a whole thing, but I didn't realise it really was just down to one one difference, and that's that girls will are more likely to hide their autism. Yeah. Um and it just seems just because I suppose there's there is more expectations growing up as to what's normal girl behaviour. Uh, I mean, there is some on boys. Uh, obviously, there's things that boys shouldn't be doing, you know, like, um, like say, playing with certain toys or having interest in things that aren't just standard men interests. But then guys can move away from that to move into things like just the, the more obscure stuff, like being into, like, collecting cards or, you know, like, collecting stuff or, like, wanting to not play sports. You just get considered, like, a geek or that kind of thing. Yeah. So there are, like, different subcategories of gender for men. Like, there's the standard, like, manly men stereotype that you've got to adhere to. 
or but I guess it's more rigid. So like with men, there's more types of men. So like you just got to pick one and stick to the rules, yeah. um, which is easier, I suppose. Uh, whereas, yeah, as a girl, there's like loads of it doesn't matter what group you're in. There's expectations on what you're supposed to do and what you can do and that kind of thing. And I suppose like if you don't want attention, which you're somebody that doesn't. I mean, the whole reason I blended in was because I didn't want to stand out that much. Um, yeah, like I guess there's there's more reason to do that. But I guess with with girls, it's it's just it's just the way it is. I suppose I just didn't, I thought that I just thought there'd be loads of like multiple traits that only girls have. Like um, I used to have a social worker that said that she had female uh, people with Asperger's and she said they were so much harder to work with than the males she had. Like she never went into detail because obviously she can't talk about other people. But one of the things she commented on was that of all her female um, Asperger's, people she had with Asperger's, she said that they were much harder to deal with, much harder to organise, much harder to do everything with, that they were a struggle for her and she preferred her male um, cases. I mean, this is like years ago. This is after I first got diagnosed. Uh, I don't even know that, you know, like this, that was just, when was that? That was like six, seven years ago. So it was my social worker I had seven years ago. Uh, She said that just every girl she had was hard work. Um... And much harder to deal with. Um, but I never really asked why. Um, and like I said, I, I do definitely see less girls on the spectrum. Um, but then again, like with you, I noticed it, that kind of thing. And the other girl I know that's waiting to be diagnosed, the traits that I recognise or that she says that she has problems with are still standard Asperger traits. Um, so it still still doesn't make any sense. I thought this podcast would make it a bit more sense to me why there's more boys than girls still. Other than, like you said... Hans Asperger initially thought only boys could get it. I remember that at one point it was considered, I think when I first got diagnosed, I was told it was a more common trait. Well, it was a more common thing for men to have. Men were more likely to be autistic than females. Um, But I think they've realised, or I think it's going down the way of, that's not the case and it's pretty much equal. It's just the system and the way they diagnose is more aimed at men and men are easier to spot. Which they are. Um, like I said, I knew you for, was it almost a year? And it wasn't until we started talking yeah. that I realised that you were autistic. I thought you were just shy. Um, whereas if you were a guy doing the same things, I probably would have been like, are they autistic? That might be yeah. what that is. Um, but admittedly, yeah, I uh, I didn't think anything of it for a while until we started talking and you told me more about yourself personally that I was like, ah, right, you've got Asperger's. But it wasn't like, oh, right, you've got Asperger's. That makes sense for all the stuff I've seen you do. It was just like, do you know you've got Asperger's? Whereas if I was talking to a guy about it and they told me some stuff and I went, oh, you've got Asperger's. That explains all that stuff I've seen you do at work. But with you, it didn't like fit into place. I just thought that explains all this behavior I just thought, oh, you don't know. Uh, yeah, I think you do. Um, but it didn't It didn't then, like for me, explain anything you'd done at work because you didn't ever do anything that I would consider autistic. And still now, um, there's people at work that, you know, even though they work with me and even though they know I'm autistic and even though, I mean, it drives me mad that they try and guess my traits or try and pretend like sometimes when I've done stuff, that must be one of the autism things. They've yeah. not then seen you do something similar and go, oh, I wonder if Scarlett's got it as well. Like they've <laughs> yeah. never made that link, but I don't know if that's down to gender or with neurotypical people. If you don't say I've got Asperger's or I'm autistic, they just assume you're a little bit odd or a little bit rude or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was ex- I was expecting like a whole mess of stuff. Like because one of the traits I'd heard about, um, and I think it was from my old social worker, they said that girls on the spectrum, one of the things I always remember about them is they tend to overdress for situations. Um, and that's because with guys, like if you go into like an event, a suit, suit's easy. You know, like if it's a formal yeah. event, like if you're going anywhere else, shirt and jeans, you know, smart shoes, anywhere else, you know, T-shirt, whatever. But for girls, there's a whole range of different outfits to wear and there are whole different ways you're supposed to dress 
things you're supposed to put on depending on what you're going to. You have to coordinate with other girls, you know, they're just like, oh, yeah. we, are we doing dresses? Are you going to bring a bag? Are you going to wear heels? I hear girls do that all the time. Yeah. And I heard that a lot of girls on the spectrum can never judge that properly. So sometimes it'll be like going to like Nando's for dinner and they'll turn up in like a full on like dress, high heels, makeup, while everyone else is in like jeans and trainers. Yeah, I and would... like walk in, see that they're dressed casually, and then just like leave before anyone's realised what they've done. Yeah, I had that a lot when I was younger, but I had the opposite. I always underdressed um, more because I didn't want to overshot it. But then I'd get embarrassed. Like I have turned up to loads of things where I've been in trainers, leggings, a big baggy t-shirt, got there, and everyone else is in dress and heels. I like. In fact, if you look back at like pictures from events I've been to from when I'm younger with my friends, I am always in the most casual outfit. And I think um, a lot of that is because I would rather be underdressed than overdressed. I'd be way more embarrassed to be too dressed up. So I would just massively under under shot it for that reason oh, so then maybe that is one then yeah maybe there are more things and i've just not like looked hard oh, enough. that doesn't matter um, like like you said we'd never talk about it in general yeah um, um we were just talking about you um, yeah because obviously a lot of people like this podcast uh, in the sense of because you're part of it because you're a female burger and they're much harder to get hold of you know it's much harder to have someone talk about it so we weren't talking about like gender in general because yeah. like you said a lot of people don't know a lot about it i was just talking about more you yeah and the differences that you think you've got because of your gender i would say like that that's one like uh, i hadn't really thought of that being a trait but yeah that's definitely something that i did a lot when i was younger um and like just on a general perspective, I guess of like, um, obviously some meltdowns are like crazy, and you can you can tell. But like sometimes my meltdowns are more just like I'm crying, and I guess that's definitely a thing that women are. It's more expected of women to cry over certain situations, whereas like with men, that's sometimes considered like a well, men don't cry, so that's yeah, different. That- that to me sounds more the other way again. So, like, if a guy cries all the time or had meltdowns in public or that kind of thing, um, I feel like that would make men stand out more. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, the that's point. what yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if guys do that, they just think, oh, yeah, there's something there's something wrong with him. He yeah. shouldn't be doing that. Whereas if girls do it, you know, as much as it is a bit, like, stereotypical or, like, they just get out, you know, women are emotional. Like, you know, yeah. so there's, there's that as well. Like, if I saw a guy break down crying in public, like, all of a sudden... I would find that more weird yeah, than if I saw a girl doing it. If I saw a girl doing it, I wouldn't think like, oh, women always crying. Yeah. I just think like, oh, um, she's upset about something. I wonder what it is. But yeah. Like when guys do it, it's more like, Jesus, what's wrong? Yeah. You know, so. So I guess that's another reason why it might be considered. Like I can think of, it didn't happen very often, but I can think of a couple of times when I was at school that um something bothered me enough that I just like burst into tears and was sort of having a meltdown but like because I was being because I was in public like I wasn't screaming I was just crying and I think like that was almost acceptable because I'm a female I guess that's another thing that would maybe help to blend it in yeah yeah I mean I suppose yeah I suppose that's that's definitely one um yeah so it's just down to harder to spot because some of the autistic traits that women have or autistic in general are more suited to that gender yeah um whereas yeah the ones that guys have because there's like the manly like way we're supposed to be about things um some of the autistic traits just make us stand out more so yeah Yeah. that makes sense um yeah thank you for listening yeah i think that's it um like i say it was a bit brief but i guess that's because we can only really go off what we know um, or how it affects us i don't like to do the general thing because like i've always said everyone that's got it's got it uniquely uh, and everyone's different so even if the stuff we've said that people listen to this have gone well that's not the same for me or that's not how it is i'm never like or if you're not on the spectrum uh, and listening to this, 
none of the stuff we're saying is like this is what Asperger's is. Yeah. Um, it's just all about how it is for us too. And even if somebody else has got a diagnosis and is on the spectrum uh, and they've got nothing and nothing we've ever said is similar yeah. to them, it doesn't make their le- their version or their Asperger's like less or more or whatever than ours. It's just different. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, even though this was like a thing, I just wanted to talk about like just mining your experiences with Asperger's and gender, not a uh, here's how Asperger's is for women conversation. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, we're in no way experts at any of this. This is just all experience. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone, again. Uh, it's still it's still going well. It's still people are still uh, into this, still getting some good comments on. Yeah. Thank you for your comments on our pages and that kind of thing. And like I said, we're willing to do questions. Uh, this actually this one on gender was a question from someone. So, yeah. Um, we weren't going to. Oh, I'd never thought about doing it. Um but yeah, this was somebody else's idea. So we do do them. Yeah. If anybody wants to talk about anything in particular, like we totally will, uh, just message us about it and we'll do it. But yeah, I think that's it for uh, this week. Uh, Thank you. And next week, please, next week, can we not do it? Yeah, I know. Can we not do it at six we'll, in the morning? We'll record it on Tuesday. Maybe. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> like, yeah, this is, uh, this is getting difficult now. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's it. That's it. Bye.